How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. It's back in the building in the NBA playoffs. And a diving tackle by the security. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Redskins going to look into hiring that man right there. <laughs> what a tackle there by the security. Today's guests. 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame inductee, Chris Bosh, 49ers CEO, Jed York, NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport, plus NBA champion, Meta World Peace. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are here in Los Angeles, California. Happy June, everybody. Happy first day of June. We're getting through halfway uh, of this 2021 calendar. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. Rich, my man, you. we are 100 days from the beginning of the NFL That's season. That's correct. 100 days from today is when uh, T.J. Jefferson's Dallas Cowboys put Dak Prescott back on the field against Tom Brady. That's 100 days tonight. Oh, buddy. 100 uh, sleeps. From tonight. 100 sleeps from tonight. Um, Bruce Arians, who is going to be the head coach watching the championship banner go up in the building in which he won it, um, is going to be on this show tomorrow. As, uh, as always fun. You know, there's a lot of football on the brain. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow will be the first day. It's, it stands to reason. We always help you with the calendar. Uh, June 1st. Uh, tomorrow is the first post-June 1st cut day because uh, tomorrow is the first day that's post-June 1st. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and that's the day also in which uh, salary cap uh, hits can be uh, administered to future books. So trading somebody away or cutting somebody is a touch easier as of tomorrow. And that's why Ian Rappaport is going to be right in the middle of this show. Because what's up with Julio Jones? Is there anything on the Green Bay Packer front with Aaron Rodgers? You're not hearing a boo. You're not hearing a peep. You're hearing nothing. Which stands to reason because I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, and uh, so Ian Rappaport will be joining us right in the middle of this program. Jed York, who's in charge of the San Francisco 49er organization, um, one of our favorites. He'll be uh, first up in hour number two of this program. And then we've got a lot of basketball on our minds as well. First up is basketball Hall of Fame inductee of 2021. He's also an author right now. The 11-time All-Star, two-time NBA champion Chris Bosh will be joining us. And then in hour number three, Meta World Peace. And I figured let's get Meta World Peace on this program <laughs> because who knew when we hear facetiously, but a little bit seriously, conducted uh, ourselves in a manner that I never saw coming, but I didn't see people coming back into NBA arenas and acting the manner in which they have done. Very small handful, obviously. We, uh, we put a, a little PSA together on this program telling people not to throw anything on the court, throw anything at players, spit at players, throw hands at fellow patrons, or uh, most importantly, don't be racist. All things you should have learned in kindergarten, Rich. I know, Well, actually, you've now downgraded that because you said first grade last yeah, week. Yeah, and so I now, thought about it like, no, you should learn that before. And, you know, so... That was last week when we saw somebody spit at Trey Young in Madison Square Garden and dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook leaving the arena in Philadelphia. And since then, uh, we saw um, a Celtic fan throw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving as he was leaving the floor with the Nets beating the Celtics. And um, 
And then a, a, a fan rushing to court in Washington yesterday, just running on the floor. Just boom. And uh, and then going and slapping the backboard. Thank goodness that's what he slapped. Because every single player was right there getting ready to, you know, uh, I, I guess, was it uh, Washington or Philadelphia was inbounding the basketball and all the action was, was stare, you know, rightfully so on the game. And I, I don't, I don't know what could be done here. I don't know what be good done here because I don't know if shaming people are going to do is going to work. Arresting them, who well, maybe will work. The Celtic fan who was arrested yesterday, and I'll name him because that's what this should be. We sh- uh, should be done. Cole Buckley, interestingly enough, of a town in in Massachusetts called Braintree. <laughs> His brain tree wasn't really functioning as he let his id, he let his moment of hatred towards Kyrie Irving boil over and he threw a, a bottle at Kyrie. He has now been charged by way with assault with a, uh, a deadly weapon. That's no joke. That's no joke. Assault and battery with a deadly weapon. Now, I don't want to sit here. I, I, I'll just want to say this. Anybody who's like, it's just a water bottle. Could it have killed him? Who knows? Of course not, most likely, but who cares? He threw a water bottle at somebody. Yeah, whether it could have actually hurt him is not the point. It's not the point. Yeah, And you know what's also not the point? Whether he stamped on a logo in the middle of the court. If he's so childish to stamp on a logo, you know, because it, he, he got his kicks out, out of him because he hates the fans there so much. Because let's be honest here, while we're on the logo stamping, uh. You know, Kyrie didn't have a great run in Boston, and not not his fingerprints are on that too. His fingerprints are absolutely on that. Celtics acquired him from Cleveland with open arms, said you could be the Batman here. You're not Robin. You're the Batman here. Send up the signal. Let's win a championship here in Boston. Let's oh. add another banner to all the banners here. You're the guy. We have chosen you to be that guy in a manner in which Cleveland did not. Now I'll stop discussing that because I don't want to make this an equivalence because it's a false equivalence if we're saying, well, water bottle shouldn't be thrown and he should also not stamp on the court. It's a logo. It's a friggin' logo of a leprechaun right in the middle of the court. I know it stands for something to fans and it means something to fans. I get it. So he stamped on it. We've seen many times like that. What T.J. Husmanjata wiped his foot with a terrible towel. You know, and I know that's disrespectful towards the fans. It does not equate that the fans then can now throw something at TJ Husmanzada. Just because your feelings have been hurt does not mean you can attempt to physically hurt somebody in this world. It's it's and it's more, you know, it's more than just sports. Everybody's got a grievance these days. Everybody's got a grievance these days, and they're willing to just put it on and shoot it on a selfie and send it out on TikTok or whatever the hell it is, and I got to see it on my timeline. It's time for fans to start self-regulating. Self-regulate. You're out of your house now. Part of the reason why you're out of the house is because so many people have taken vaccines. Maybe you're one of them, too. Good for you. That's why you're out of your house. This stuff hasn't magically disappeared. We're now back in arenas. It's time to self-regulate. And I don't understand what the hell's happening. So, fullest extent of the law, hit it up. And that's why I wanted to have Meta World Peace here. 
because everybody's saying that we're careening towards another malice in the palace moment. The Palace of Auburn Hills where Meta World Peace had a beer thrown on him many years ago. And he went into the stands and threw hands with the guy who threw the beer on him. And, you know, it's a good it, it's a good thing that Cole Buckley of Braintree decided to hit or, or try and throw something at Kyrie as he's leaving in the tunnel. Because I'll tell you what. If it was right there on the court, just in the same way that a, 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 a patron availed himself of Washington's court, the other word, the reverse is possible. And a player knows not to do that. And part of the reason why a player knows not to do that is because Meta World Peace did it, and it cost him dearly. Professionally, yeah. monetarily, he came on this show a couple years ago and told the story, and we'll replay that later on, told the story that it cost him tens of millions of dollars of endorsements. Changed his life. We can't go towards there. So the temperature needs to be turned down somehow. And Kyrie stomping on a leprechaun logo, which, by the way, everybody does going back up and down the court, although not maybe with malice by stamping on it. So what? Beat him. Beat him. The next time on the court, obviously. I'm talking in the sports manner. Stop him from scoring. The players on the court are the ones who can defend the logo. They're the ones wearing it. Let them defend the logo. You don't do it with a water bottle or something potentially worse. That's why we've got Meta World Peace on. That's later on. And I've said my piece on that. Now then, as for the actual basketball, when we left this arena of our own, this studio on Friday, Clippers down 0-2. Lakers sure looked like that they were with a battered, shouldered Chris Paul having the proverbial leg up in that series. And sure enough, they won game three. And sure enough, in game three of the Clippers and the Mavericks series, Mavericks came out the proverbial house of fire. Up 30 to 11. Well, since that time, Anthony Davis has a bum groin, and now Luka has got a bum neck, and the Clippers have, since being down 19 in the first quarter of Game 3, have outscored the Mavericks by 54 points combined. Now, those series are knotted at two games apiece, and the Clippers are the ones with the momentum, and the ones that in Los Angeles, you have to wonder about are the Lakers who are going to go into Phoenix tonight and try and win the pivotal Game 5. As you know, Game 5s are either decisive or pivotal. The pivotal Game 5 tied to two games apiece tonight without, most likely, Anthony Davis's services. And the Mavericks, thankfully for them, having the night off, having the two days in between Games 4 and 5. So, Luka is doing what? Theragun? Putting all, on, putting on the old, yeah. putting on the cream, without the picograms in it, and <laughs> and um, and hoping for the best. Joel Embiid having an MRI today. Keep an eye on that. Oh Lord, as he hurts himself yesterday, that have been the game where the Sixers still had an opportunity to polish off the Wizards, but could not. 
Chris, keep your eye peeled on uh, the next three hours on this program about Joel Embiid's readiness. I think they still beat the Wizards. They're not going to lose three in a row. The question is, with the Bucks playing as well as they're playing and the Nets polishing off the Celtics tonight as we all expect them to, Joel Embiid needs to rest up fast. Sure does. Hawks and Knicks play game five tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden, and the Hawks look really good. Yep. That looks like a wrap. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's not put many carts before the horse here, but the way that Trey Young is playing, the way that he is dominating inside driving the paint without Embiid sitting there in the middle of that paint in Philadelphia, that's all the Wizards did was just pound inside without Embiid in there. That'll be a, that'll be more of a slog of a series, to say the least. And the Sixers championship hopes are in that MRI tube today. Got to keep an eye on that. You Listen, the, and, and, and without that, uh, TJ, uh, this weekend, the only thing better than being a Sixer Clipper fan would be a Clipper Jazz fan. Because the Jazz looked like a, a top-seeded team yeah. and dispatching with the Memphis Grizzlies two in a row. Like the way that they look as well. And, of course, tonight with the Celtics taking on the Nets. And if you are uh, a Celtic fan, that one might be a particularly ugly game. And with the Celtics and the Nets taking on one another and the Lakers and Suns taking on one another, hey, Portland and, uh, and Denver, <laughs> enjoy NBA TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which is on a ton of, ho- a ton of homes, but yeah, 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 TNT it ain't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Most of the country will be watching the score tick up on the – the box in the top right-hand corner of the screen on TNT. And this has been an awesome series. It sure has. It's been incredible. It sure has. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Certainly since that's the team that's going to be taking on the winner of the yeah. Suns and Lakers series. But it's hard not to feel like it's the JV yeah, game course. when it gets like thrown to It's NBA the Texans TV. and or the Bengals hosting <laughs> the first playoff game of the weekend on Saturday. Yeah. The old wild card weekend. That's the way it goes. So... Interesting weekend of basketball. Lots of football on our radar screen. Let's take a break. We'll chat with you throughout this show at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Chris Bosch is going to be next up here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk about what's going on on the court, what's going on in the stands, spilling on to the court, and also his new book called Letters to a Young Athlete, which is available today where all books are sold. Chris Bosch next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Before we go, do want to tell you about the white-hot OG line of putters from our friends at Callaway and Odyssey. 20 years ago, when Odyssey created the white-hot putters, it ignited a putting revolution because of that famed urethane insert. The famed most sought-after putter insert of all time is now back. With Odyssey, the white-hot OG is defined by that famous urethane insert that golfers ever have come to love. There's a mythical combination of sound and feel and roll. And Odyssey took it beyond a simple reintroduction. The original White Hot designs have been totally reimagined with the two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, and the rest of the head shapes with modern upgrades, fine surface milling for an ultra-premium look that inspires confidence over the ball. I feel it, and if I feel it, you certainly can. Nostalgia and craftsmanship, that perfect, beautiful balance you have to see to believe. It's legendary then. It's iconic now. See the 
White Hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. That's odysseygolf.com. Back with Chris Bosch in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Mike Del Tufo is standing in a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app <laughs> called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app. And other people could see that, A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You do a subscription per, per month. Well, people are going to pay per month. 99 cents per month. Very cheap. $12 a year. <laughs> okay, so here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment. You die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. It's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it. If, you, if, you're, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. 
Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in. you're dead, you're dead. Uh. Like, who cares? But just in case. No, I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there know are, you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have to tell is, it you're not dead. The app dead. would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother is in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, <laughs> you know the kid. If you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened. dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. Well, let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father and live 2,500 miles Mom, away every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. you can check in. You know that they've actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs on and says, I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, like, man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> I tried. I tried. She did try. Not successfully, though. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. 271,000 subscribers there and growing for our archive. We're back on our Rich Eisen Show radio network. Coast to coast, thrilled that you are here with us on the first day of June and thrilled that our next guest is here as well. He is an 11-time All-Star and two-time NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist, and now to that stellar resume, you can add basketball Hall of Fame inductee for the 2021 class. He's also an author. Letters to a Young Athlete is available today wherever books are sold. He is Chris Bosch. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing better for talking to you. Congrats on your book. Uh, thank you very much, man. I, I really do appreciate that. We're, we're very excited about it. So Letters to a Young Athlete, this is about what? Are you, are you writing letters to yourself? Is that what this book is about, Chris? What do you got for me here? That's, that's fascinating. Um, a lot of people uh, ask that about the um, letters to younger self, my younger self uh, in particular. I'm speaking, um, you know, not only to young athletes, but to anyone trying, um, you know, to aspire to do something great. Um, I know how I feel, how lucky I am, how grateful I am to have the career that I had. And, you know, even though it came to an abrupt end, I still appreciated it and I still learned so many lessons from it. So, you know, uh, um, in that success, I wanted to find those things that other people could really, really find helpful and find that would be beneficial to their life. And, you know, they could take it and use it for themselves. What is that? What are you finding? What did you find that you think uh, you needed to impart to the youth of today as they try to become you, to be honest? Well, I mean, you know, the, the different um, obstacles uh, that they will face, the, the fact that they will face obstacles, um, the fact that you have to think deeply about what you want to do. I, I talk about that in a chapter called Finding Your Why. You know, it, it, it's, um, it's just like a lot of lessons I feel that really, really helped me out. And those are the things that I wish I would have known coming up um, during my time. So, you know, if, if they can take something from my story and, and, you know, to be frank, most of the lessons, the best lessons I learned were from other people's mistakes or lessons, you know, and and I really I really wanted to bring something like that uh, to where younger athletes or old athletes or really anyone 
you know, could um, really take heat from. So what, what, uh, interesting, use heat. I like that. Um, so what, <laughs> what, uh, what did you learn from, whose mistake gave you the biggest, um, you know, epiphany in your career, Chris Bosch? Um, I don't know if I would chalk it up to a mistake. I would say I had um, I had a conversation with multiple guys um, when I was in Toronto, just trying to figure out what it is. I had a very tough decision to make, and I didn't know what to do. And and you know, Bill Walton was like Bill Walton was one of the guys that I spoke to. Just you know, I asked him like what 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 is it all about? What what is this the NBA experience? What should I go for? What should I be thinking about? He said, you want to play on the big stage. And that's all he told me. But, you know, I pretty much knew that he meant going for a championship and, and, you know, you've got to do it now. So I'm glad that I was able to really take that advice and listen to it. I mean, it's not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say um, it's from another person's mistake. Mm -hmm. That was more so, I guess, in life, you know, (laughs) Not so much in basketball, <laughs> and 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 you definitely shorthanded what Bill Walton told you. He didn't say it just to you in one succinct sentence. I imagine, Chris. I mean, he 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 probably went on and on and on about it, but oh yeah, you boiled it down. You know, Bill, he can go. You know, he can go. Yeah, I mean, a cup of tea. <laughs> all the people to ask about life, he's definitely one to do that. I've got Chris oh, he'll Bosch. Give you some perspective. Yes, Chris Bosch here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Show. Pat Riley wrote the forward of your book. What did what did he? tell you when you were knocking on doors or he knocked on yours and that's how you wound up with the heat eventually creating a a super team with lebron and and Dwayne wade that we see have been replicated mo- many times since then yeah what about that he you know pat pretty much what pat did he he understood um that you need great teams to win now they call them super teams mm-hmm. you know in my opinion you could argue that there has always been a super team to win an NBA championship. Very seldomly that they're not, you know. Um, and, you know, just at that point in time, he, you know, he dumped a bunch of, when we were in the meeting, he rolled up his sleeves, took his jacket off, rolled up his sleeves, and just dumped a bunch of 2006 championship rings on the table. <laughs> and then, you know, he has me pick one up and, then he then he goes into his his thing and he's a you know an eloquent, dynamic speaker. Yes. And afterwards, he told me to keep one of the rings and and give it back to him after I win my first. One. And you know that's a hell of a pitch right there. Yes, you know? <laughs> it is. So did you keep the ring? Did you actually do it? Did you actually walk out? I, yeah, with it? I kept it. I actually still have it. I haven't given it back to him. I've, um, I don't even know if I've told him yet that I still have it. But I, I gotta, I gotta let him know. Like, yo, you wanna, you know, I still have it. So yeah, he didn't he, like give you a receipt or anything like that. I mean, he just let nah, you walk. He said you keep it. I hadn't committed to signing or anything. You know, wow. but, you know, Pat is just man, Pat Riley. You know, and um, that was very Riley asking. I mean, it, it put things into into perspective for me, and it was the chance of a lifetime to go after uh, winning a championship or at least try, you know, and, and, and that was the decision I made. I'm so fascinated by this. So w- w- one last follow-up. How many rings did he spill out, like out of a box? Like literally spill it out on the table, and it, and it just made noises on the table, and you picked one out, literally? Yeah, That's it, was the- like, um, it was like a, uh, like a um, little bag. 
um, <clears throat> you know, you're <laughs> this is the only analogy I could think of, but you've seen a Crown Royal bag, right? Yeah, of course. Not sure. to say it wasn't a Crown Royal bag, but that's <laughs> yeah. not. Right. Nice you felt know, bag, like, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. That, that, and it was like a black, black felt bag. And, yeah, he dumped them out. I, I don't remember how many there were, but there were a few. And, uh, yeah, you just say, yeah, take that one. Chris Bosch here on the Rich yeah. Eisen Show. So, Chris, um, you're seeing LeBron now do it at such, um, I guess, what will you say, years later. I, I don't even want to call it an advanced age because age is, <laughs> age is a number. But it, it does look like, again, um, that, that at this point in time, uh, Anthony Davis is hurt. Uh, and the Lakers yeah. have uh, an interesting challenge now in front of them tonight against Chris Paul, which is fascinating. You know that they have a relationship outside mm-hmm. of the court as well. What are your thoughts on LeBron continuing to do it right now and his chance to maybe put this team on his back and continue on as a seven seed? What are your thoughts on I that, I mean, it's Chris? insane. Just the fact that he's able, um, you know, it, it's, it's really, you know, all that work that he put into uh, his body throughout his whole career, all the training uh, that you do or for moments like these, this, and especially early on in your career, it's in hopes that you can perform at a high level uh, consistently um, at the age that he's at. But, I mean, <clears throat> I think he's the type of athlete that's trying to break new ground, and, you know, that's what he's doing. And, I mean, even Michael Jordan, you know, he consistently played at a high level until 36 and then came back and played at 40, you know. So it, it, it's out there, and, and, you know, Brian being the fitness freak that he is, I know that's definitely a challenge. And, I mean, you know, he's out to be one of, if not the best player of all time. And, and that's his goal. And, and I know, you know, he, I know how much he puts into the game and how hard he works. So I think as long as he, you know, this year was a pretty serious injury that he'll have to take care of. And, I mean, he, he will have to expend a lot of energy um, uh, tonight in, in that particular game. And it will be difficult, but, you know, like I say, breaking new ground is not easy. And, and, and of course, that's how the basketball guys put it. Huh? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're a you're, man. In the best shape of your life at 37 years old, okay, your number two is out and Caldwell Pope is out. And All right, you still got to win. Put the team on your back again. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see how you respond. So, I mean, you could sit there. You could make a case, Chris, because you had a front row seat for this, that and I did too, um, sitting on SportsCenter doing highlights of his high school game, mm-hmm. you know, and and so that's how far back he goes, and I haven't been at ESPN in 18 years, and, and, <laughs> and, and he is maybe the first superstar athlete in the NBA to have his entire career take place in the 24-7, 365 sports cable television world and sports talk world and social media world where everything is out there. So is there one thing about LeBron that we don't know that you would be able to fill us in on at all? Chris? Um, uh, In my book, I talk about how much he put into the game and how hard he works. I mean, you know, he makes, he makes things look easy and he's not the one to boast and brag on what, how much he works on the game and how much he puts into the game. So, like, it's always really funny to, you know, to, of course, you get criticized, right? It's a part of the game. Uh, but just hear the critical narratives on what he can and can't do and, and all of these things, which, you know, it's, it's interesting when they're like, oh, he's aging. And is he, I think one year it was like, oh, is he washed? And yes. <laughs> 
you know, just I just wanted to give more perspective on how much he put into his body over his career and how focused and dedicated, you know, he is to the craft. You know, he's very smart individually, highly intelligent, but most of all, he loves what he does. And, you know, he's one of the best teammates um, that I've had. He loves basketball, loves having a good time. He loves getting the fellas together and, and going after a goal. What's your best guess on how much longer he wants to do it, the the concept in the media when we when whenever we we get to that point is that he might want to stick around for his son to be drafted in the NBA and kind of play and play with him kind of like the Griffies did if you will yeah. in baseball do you think that that's that's his the way he's viewing his end game basketball scenario Chris? um that's a great question i'm not sure i'm not sure but knowing knowing Brian he'll have something up his sleeve you know what i mean who knows? I know. Um, I know he probably still wants to play at the level he's playing at, you know, for another year, if not two. Um, uh, I know that for sure. But you know, as Bronny continues to develop, I know they'll keep their eye on that situation. I know he'll continue to keep his options open. But you know, as an athlete, I know how it, you know it is. I mean, he's if he gets to where it's like, yo, I've done everything and, and that's before his son starts playing and he and he has nothing else to give to the game, he might wake up and feel that one day. You know, we, we never know if he's blessed to be able to get to that point. But, you know, I think um I think we'll have to wait and see, man. That would be pretty cool, like the Griffies, huh? Just on the same team and you know, get back to back buckets, like cool stuff like that, it'd be crazy. Chris Bosch, a few more minutes left with the Hall of Fame inductee and the author. Letters to a Young Athlete is available today where all books are sold. Uh, not to turn you into the paparazzi, but I'll do it anyway. The The conversation today is Kyrie stomping on a logo. Um, and I think it's, and, and that, that was out of bounds, if you will. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to get anywhere remotely close to the false equivalency of, of, of a bottle being thrown at him and that, that, that one thing leads to another. I think those are two re- separate issues. But what, what do you think about him stomping on a logo? Is that disrespectful? Is that something that does merit um, anger towards Kyrie Irving, uh, Chris? Well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, look, we've played plenty of games. Um, we've had rivalries. I mean, I've played in plenty of rivalries. I've played uh, at the TD Garden. You know, usually when you win that game, you want to get out of there. <laughs> to be to be frank with you, um, yeah. I mean, look, you know, you don't want ever. You don't want ever as an athlete. You don't want to, things to be misinterpreted. Um, so yeah, you know, if, if 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 whether it was misinterpreted or not, if he goes and stomps on a thing, and that will evoke a reaction, and people will, um, you know, react a certain way. And you know, that's why I always encourage guys after the game is over, you know, shake hands and get on out of there. That way, nothing else, no any extracurricular things can happen. And, yeah, I mean, you know how it is, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you win a game and you've done your job, you know. And that's, you know, that's that was the best thing probably for everybody to do. It's unfortunate everything that's happened, you know, with a whole bottle throwing and, you know, things getting out of pocket. But, you know, criticism and unruly fans, sometimes that's a part of the game. You know, we just have to be able to, to, to take it and um, and move on and hopefully not put us put ourselves in a situation where, you know, people are kind of asking questions like, well, what does that mean? Because the narrative will continue to go. So what advice would you give Kyrie and also Harden 
and Durant. Durant's been down this road before with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the pressure that comes with having the concept of a super team stamped on you as you they, go yeah. uh, go about your business. I mean, I'm kind of going through mm-hmm. uh, from the other angle. Everybody's saying, well, you know what? We can't stand this team because they're kind of rigging the system to put all these stars together. And you've lived it. So what advice would you give these three gents as they go about their business tonight and beyond with everybody expecting them to win it all? What do you got from me? I mean, that? you know, play ball. And, you know, we play this ball. We play this game to have fun. Um, with the Heat, that's what we eventually had to get to. And, you know, of course, it's a different market and a different time. And, you know, the, the power, the amount of talent in the time that they put it in, of course, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a quick flame, very combustible, right? And, and you know, uh, with that, a lot of people start giving their opinions. And you're on the mountaintop before you're, you know, you've even done anything. And, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. I would, I would, you know, have those guys get back to enjoying. You know, if they're not enjoying it, get back to enjoying because you want to have fun. You know, I think um, just in sports overall, it just seems like it's, it seems a little tense right now, which everybody has kind of, you know, had some pent-up aggression because of, you know, the times we're trying to rebound from. But, <clears throat> you know, let's get back to having fun. Let's appreciate everything. Let's not be disrespectful. You know, fans, hey. If you're coming to the game, cheer for your team. You could boot other team, but let's let's keep it let you know let's keep it cool and and have a good time and get back to 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 doing what the sport is intended to do, which is bring people together to have a good time and and and, and to root for their teams. So uh, before I let you go, Chris Bosch, if I had written a letter to uh, that uh, National Honor Society student. At, uh, mm-hmm. Let me get this right. Lincoln High School in Dallas saying you're going to be a Hall yes, of Famer sir. one day if I'd written that note and passed it to you in class or something like that. What would what would young Chris Bosch have said if that note said you're going to be a you're going to be in the Basketball Hall of Fame um, <laughs> as an 11 time All Star, two time NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist? What would that what would you have done with that letter, Chris? I probably okay. I would have kept it. I couldn't say that I would have framed it, but I would have kept it, and I probably would have went right back, right to the gym, because if someone believes in me, you know whether they're prophesying something or not. If I need, if I'm gonna, if I know this is my future, um, and I wanted to make it come true, I need to get better, and I know for sure that I will be right back there in the gym, getting more shots up, trying to figure more about the game. And then, you know, obviously go about your business in the classroom as well because you never know when it's going to get taken away from you. And I know that's part of your book too, right? Is you learn oh, yeah, in a doctor's absolutely. office Always. that it's all over as well. Oh, yeah. Have, have those other interests. Know other things that you like. Just don't be, you know, one-dimensional that, you know, you don't have any. Have that thing you go after, but, um, you know, there's greatness in hobbies. And, and you know, it's good to have other interests because, you might have to use them in more ways than you know. So are you going to have Riley, when you're up there, uh, roll just champions that rings out during your speech or something like that? Chris, <laughs> let's get some flair to your speech here. What yeah, you that'll what be, you yeah, that'll be some nice flair right there. <laughs> you, are you starting to work on it? Are you starting that already? Oh, or? yeah. Okay. I'm in the lab. Yeah, we're, um, I have, uh, I have um, some guys I write speeches with. and Yeah, we're, uh, we're, 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 we've got a, like a stack full of papers, man, and we're going through, we're listening to speeches. We're, um, 
we're we're very excited about it. We're 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 going to make it happen. How about this, Chris? Because I always like leaving my guests in a better spot, in which I found them, despite how terrific they are, in a spot like you. How about you tell the story you told me earlier about Pat recruiting you, telling you to pick out a ring from 2006 and swap it out, and you never gave it back. How about you give it back to him during your speech? How about that? Oh, that'll be a good one. There you go, man. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Take it out of your pocket and say, here it is, Pat. Give it back. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that, man. I how, like that. How about that? And just You don't have to take no credit. Just take it, Chris. There's an I in Rich and Eisen, but I'm a team player. Don't worry. And hey, then, man, right on. Hey, I appreciate that pass, man. I might use that. That's a good one. <laughs> Give it back to him during your speech saying thanks thanks for the ring, Pat. Appreciate it. And the other ones, Happy. too. There you go. Epic. Okay. Thanks for the call, Chris. Let's uh, look for my call uh, more often. I'd love to just catch up with you and get your thoughts on what's going on in, uh, in the NBA and more. And uh, also, congrats on the book. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. You bet it. Letters to a young athlete available today wherever books are sold. Chris Bosch, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was great. Love catching up with him. Terrific. What if he does that? I think he's going to do it. Chris? Will that top um, us have telling Ladanian Tomlinson how to to uh, to, to teardrop teardrop his, on the Hall of Fame? Well, revealing his bust with the teardrop with the blanket over the you know they put they put something over the bust and then right. you pull back the I guess it's not a towel I guess it's a, some felt covering cloth or something yeah. right made of the same material as the bag that Pat Riley probably had all these <laughs> championship rings in probably. And we had him say, instead of revealing his bust by taking off the right. covering, he flicks it like a teardrop, yeah. which he did. Which he did. But that's still not within the construct of the speech. That's true. I mean, it's right after. So if Chris Bosch does this, I think that would top it. Okay. Telling the story. It's a phenomenal story. Amazing. I've never yeah. heard that never story. Never heard that story. Of how... Riley recruited him to Miami, spilling out 2006 championship rings. <laughs> Pick one out, and then when you win one by coming here, right. you'll give this one back. And Chris said he's never given it back. He still has it. <laughs> he's never given that back. But maybe he should return <laughs> it during the speech. I mean, that sounds great, but if he's kept it this long, he ain't giving that ring well, back. Well, like, like Putin never given back <laughs> Similar. By the way, <laughs> similar. Why does Pat Riley just have a Crown Royal bag full with like championship rings? Because he's Pat <laughs> friggin' Riley. Let's think about. I mean, I use Crown Royal bags to keep ones in there for something else, but that's not the point. These are championship <laughs> rings, guys. Well, and how does it like? Here's what I'm going to do. I also really like that Chris knew that we all knew what a Crown Royal yeah. bag was <laughs> and what it's for. <laughs> and so. <laughs> How about that? Like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get all the rings that we've got. It'll be mine. And what is it? Does he go you, into, like, the case? Well, does it, like, there's a couple like of display cases. from the Lakers, right? No, no, no. They're all, he said they were all 2006 rings. Rich, you think he went so around he the around, office and just collected the them from Like, let me grab your ring real quick. Let me get yours. That, but that person never got <laughs> they it back. The ring anymore. So, like, Joe in accounting got never, few, got, you never got, got his ring around. Back? You got a few lying around? Joe in accounting's like, there's my ring. Bosh has my ring. I knew I didn't lose it. <laughs> How do you get a bunch of rings like that's that? That's the question. And then come up with the idea and just say, He's Pat freaking Riley. That's why. Like, yeah. pick, pick out a winner. 
That's like Jerry Jones and the votive candle. I mean, is Jason of Beverly Hills who makes these rings? Did he just make like here's ten no. extra just in case? Like, <laughs> no, it's like it's like you know, um, it's like you know Roy Hobbs saying, "Pick me out a winner." You know what I mean? After Wonder Boy snaps, that's right. Pick me out a winner to the Bat Boy. Pick yourself out a winner. Get yourself <laughs> get yourself a nice ring, and then you know when you win one, we'll swap it out. How do you not sign if that happens? Oh, he did. Uh, yeah. They closed the deal. Yeah. They got two themselves. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We will be back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Whether it's Peacock or Odyssey or Sirius XM or this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's your favorite Morgan Freeman movie? What's my? What's your favorite Morgan Freeman movie? Give him the choices. Shawshank Redemption, Seven, Unforgiven, Driving Miss Daisy, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. What's your favorite? Those. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not one? Got to pick one. I got to pick one. Got to pick one. Life's about making decisions, Morgan. (laughs) Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Why do you choose that one? So far away from me. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. I I, I see that character when I look at the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything else, I just see me. You know what I'm saying? Huh. You, yeah. So you became someone else? Yeah. Well, I, 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 wait a minute. Okay. A uh, l- l- bit of a caveat here. Okay. Because um, Clint Eastwood, being one of my favorite directors and acting partners, Million Dollar Baby was pretty good. Well, I mean, you won the Oscar for that one, for Million Dollar Baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is true. Although Unforgiven to me, I've been talking about it the last two hours. That's a perfect movie, Morgan. Perfect movie. I mean, it, I mean, from beginning to end. Um, what was it like working with Gene Hackman in that film? Gene is, I don't know. I, uh, you know, actors, good actors are just very interesting people to be on stage with. And, and Gene's one of the masters. He's so believable. We had a scene in Unforgiven where he had me tied to the bars in the jail mm -hmm. and he was beating me mm -hmm. and questioning me. And he came up in one scene and whispered in my ear, I'm going to ask you some questions. The same questions that I asked whoever that was. Mm -hmm. And if your answers don't match up, I'm going to hurt you. I believed him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he said it not just a little bit. No. Yeah, I'm you, not going to hurt you, not just not a little just bit. Not just a little bit. Yeah, I... I Please. <laughs> <laughs> For a split second, you thought maybe he's actually going to do that. <laughs> I just love that movie. What you do? I, mean, I Clint's one of my favorite people. You know, I mean, work-wise. Oh, happy 84th birthday, Morgan Freeman, today. And yesterday was Clint's 91st. Wow. And Hackman's still around, too. Amazing. Knock on wood. Amazing. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the show. We just showed Morgan Freeman on the show four years ago, and it's his 84th birthday today. He's also been on the show once uh, another time when Dion was fill-in hosting, and there is a Dion Sanders-Morgan Freeman conversation sitting on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, that you should check out. Uh, Dion and Morgan Freeman. I love being able to put people together like that. Um, and so Clint turned, how old was Clint? 91 yesterday. 91 yesterday. And I think Hackman is 90 years old as himself. I think Gene might be 91 as well. Oh, my gosh. Unforgiven is um, my favorite. It's up there. What do you mean? What's up there? I, I mean, it's up there as for, like, one of the best movies ever. 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 Truly. Like, if you want to see a Western, yeah. it's one of the best Westerns of all time. Hands down. It is a perfect movie. It's a remote drop for me. Unforgiven. Richard Harris is in that movie, too. He plays English Bob. And, I mean, he's a legendary actor as well. You want to talk about an incredible cast and incredible movie gene turned 91 on january 30th gene hackman gene hackman not likable at all in that movie in that movie no. <laughs> well, yes. and here's where i'm gonna make a little turn here be careful because you might get hurt Ooh. um i met gene hackman once in my life in jacksonville florida at the jacksonville super bowl okay because he was friends with the, at the time, Jacksonville head coach, Jack Del Rio. And I was hosting, you know, emceeing some sort of a party in Jacksonville for probably Courtyard. And um, and in strolled Jack Del Rio and his wife and Gene Hackman and his wife. And Gene Hackman is one of those people in life that you 
cannot believe is tall as he is in real life. He's one of those people like, oh, God, he's much taller than oh, you yeah. think. He is a big man. Yeah, he's 6'2", 6'3". And big, all big he guy. wanted to do was talk football. Die-hard NFL fan. Big time. And it was one of those people, as soon as it was over, I walked outside, I called my wife, and I called my parents. I'm like, I just met Gene Hackman. It's one of the greatest <laughs> things of all time. And now Jacksonville, Florida, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're seeing what I said the other day about Tim Tebow being signed by Urban Meyer, and I'm like, not only is this a move for Urban to show everybody in his locker room that the relationships that we're making right now are for life. That guy right there, he's here. He's getting an opportunity. That's all he's getting. But years later, you might need an opportunity. And if you do the right things for me, I'm your guy for a long time. And also, if he wants to instill the way that he does his business in a locker room, who is a better emissary than Tim Tebow. And on top of it, you got a front office that is looking to make some hay with the Jaguars' name and brand. They're focused on the international, they're focused on the national, and they're focused on the entertainment world. Who showed up <laughs> on AEW this past weekend? Who showed up? <laughs> that would be a... Uh... And a guy was on this show, Chris Jericho, and we said, bring Tim Tebow in to AEW. That's what, I mean, like, that's what the Khan family, you know, Tony and Shad Khan, Tony the son of Shad, they own AEW. They're the proprietors of AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who showed up? That would be uh, Chris Jericho in the office of Urban Meyer and Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong, yeah. Flipping footballs to. Jericho. Jericho, who wisdom yeah, yeah. it? Who, who is he wisdom uh, it There was a wrestler named MJF. <laughs> so Charlie Strong threw Chris the football. Chris caught him with a torn tricep. Hit him with a football, football once, then hit him with another football once, yeah. and then took a laptop off of Urban Meyer's desk and slapped MJF, MJF. twice with it. And uh, it's the first, the, Urban Meyer's first ever First 15 NFL scripted connected. <laughs> a prop laptop, you think? And I, maybe, it, was it was definitely work. I hope, for this sake, it's a prop grease board. Yeah, I know. Because there was, there was a play on the grease board. A lot of screen grabs on that. What, it was like something tunnel? Was Like that was the, you know, yeah. the name of the play? <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> so we're going to have to scrap that play. <laughs> yeah, I cracked up when they made their way because they start going through the bowels of the ring. I'm like, yeah, he hit, he hit, he, he hit MJF with a with a, a cardboard cutout of Shad Khan first. <laughs> <laughs> well, MJF went to punch the Shad Khan, and he took him the thing the and, hit, and, and he hit him with it, pretended like it hurt his hand. That's what the <laughs> this is the Jaguars' plan, man. I'm telling you. And you got Trevor Lawrence. They are done being a doormat. They are done like having, hey, we got a pool and up in the in the stands and isn't that Can we wonderful? We just announced them hard docks already. Like, what are we waiting for? Right. Let's go. That's the plan. Jed York, we'll see. He does not have anything to do with any wrestling. That we know of. Jed York coming up and Ian Rappaport, hour two. Lots to talk about with Jed. We haven't spoken to Jed since the drafting. 
so much is Trey Lance. <laughs> so much. And he happened. said he said somewhere I forget where it was that he thinks Trey could start two years. I mean, uh, Jimmy G could start two years. Right. That Lance could start in two years. I'm like, oh come on now. That seems unlikely. Like I can't wait to <laughs> chat with Jed about that. That seems unlikely. The CEO of the 49ers, one of our first uh, guests in the history of this show. He's been on. He's been on. Um, he's a friend of the program. Bless him. Ian Rappaport, and then Meta World Peace, everybody. Hour number three. Do you have a poll question over there? Have you done uh, I threw a couple up, actually, while we were chatting. Um, I just put up a Morgan Freeman one, your favorite Morgan Freeman movie. I gave uh, everyone the options I gave Morgan in that clip. Shawshank 7, Unforgiven, Driving Miss Daisy. He, okay. won, he won the Oscar for Driving Miss Daisy. Right. Uh, and then which team should be most concerned moving forward in the NBA playoffs? Lakers, Mavericks, 76ers. Wouldn't you say it's the Mavericks? Uh, the poll is not saying that. Wait, what is the, what is the Every, poll? Everyone's saying Lakers right now, 56%. Oh How bad is uh, Anthony Davis hurt? How badly hurt is he? You know, as of yesterday, he was unlikely to play tonight uh, against Phoenix. Phoenix is a five-point favorite as a result of that news. Right. There has been no update today from anyone. That's tonight, right? When's game six of that series? Is that a is that a Friday situation? I will tell you. It is Thursday. Wow. Yeah, they're gonna sit him. Get him back. And then take their chances down three two. And I bet him. is game seven Sunday, right? Wouldn't game seven be Sunday? Uh game uh, seven no. It's Saturday? Like game seven would be uh Saturday. You gotta get him rest him up. Take your chances back here at Staples to force a game seven and go. You got to. Isn't that amazing how quickly it turns? Wow, they've been just like that. I mean, how quick. That's that's why Bosch said, you know, just focus and play. Just don't worry about the other stuff. Have fun. Yeah. Focus and play. Because everybody's rooting against the Nets. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Everyone is definitely rooting against the Nets. <laughs> everybody's rooting against the Nets. And they probably be like, what are we, what, you know. Just trying yeah. to play together with Blake Griffin and Steve Nash. We tried with LaMarcus Aldridge, too. <laughs> Jed York, Ian Rappaport coming up.